Hi everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Tea Time in the Hills podcast. Today, we will be discussing a special topic we have titled Mama Bear Raising Resilient Kids. I think you all are going to be challenged and impressed about this episode. Warning, this episode contains frank discussions of race and racism that some may find challenging to listen to. Listener discretion is advised. Our discussions are basically our personal stories, how we handle and plan to handle different situations. And we believe some of these stories you will find inspiring. Uh, At this time, we're still in the lockdown. And uh, as you can see, we're still not (laughs) together. (laughs) So like in episode three, we were in the lockdown. Here we are, episode four, still in the lockdown. uh, But no alarm, very soon we should be together and, uh, uh, you know, giving you guys all of it that you are looking forward to. So, did you want to... Yeah, no, it's okay. Like, it's been such a long time. And uh, I miss hugging my friends and everything, but we'll get through it. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, back to the the show. Um, One question that I hope we can answer in this episode is, how do we nurture kids who remain resilient in the face of life's challenges? Children who are willing and able to put forward meaningful responses to unfair situations even when it is scary and hard to do yeah yeah sounds good i can't wait to dig in honestly but before we start our tradition here is to tell you what flavor of tea we are having so today i decided to switch it up a little i'm having pure peppermint herbal tea how about you Ify? what are you having as usual you like to keep it simple i'm having dirty <laughs> dirty chai <laughs> mm. I just like the name of it. So, you know, just spice this up. Why not? (laughs) Okay, nice, nice, nice. Sounds interesting. Okay, let's dive in. Being a mother Mm -hmm. is about nurturing, taking care of, and protecting our children. Oh, yeah. Since I moved to North America, it has been a constant question on my mind about how to raise my children um, effectively and uh, decently. My approach with this has always been based on my own experience as a child Mm -hmm. and, of course, how I saw my mother do it. But then, not having the experience as someone who grew up or was born here in North America or basically experienced childhood here Mm -hmm. or even seeing my mom raise me and my siblings here is what makes me wonder how, you know, do I plan to go about this journey of raising my kids in this environment? Then, with the peculiarity of my children being black kids and all that we know and have seen some black kids go through, there is also that anxiety for me as a mother of black kids, right? Oh, yes. But then, regardless of all that noise, how do I make sure I'm not transferring any form of fears you know, oh, yes. or raising my kids in fear. How do mm-hmm. I find that balance, right? So how about you, Ify? What got you thinking about raising resilient kids? Oh, yeah. Um, 
just like you, I consider raising my kids my greatest calling and purpose on this earth because they didn't ask to be here. Um, mm. That being said, Black parents like us are taxed with an extra set of challenges, at least from my understanding, um, uh-huh. by raising our children in an unfair world. Um, whether it be for me having discussions about being called names at the playground, which I've experienced or my kids have experienced, explain, explaining why other families like left the park, you come in and slowly you see all the white families leave and other specific racial experiences that most mm-hmm. black families have learned or have to learn to live with. Um, as a mom of black children here in North America, we absolutely have to parent through a different mess. Yeah. Yeah. Yvonne, can you share some of your experiences and tips on how you, know, you try to help your kids become more resilient? Okay, so as an adult in this society, um, Mm -hmm. I notice that I often find myself in spaces where I'm like the only black person. Oh, yeah. And I know certainly this is the same for my children. Um, When I have conversations with my children around their interactions with Mm -hmm. others who are not black Mm -hmm. or their experiences with non-black adults in -hmm. the daycare and schools or even the experiences with black even the experiences mm-hmm. or uh, stories that other black moms have shared mm-hmm. with me and what I've heard about, I find that there is a similarity. Okay, It's yep. um, the issue of mm-hmm. hyper-visibility and invisibility. So, for example, okay. with mm-hmm. hyper-visibility, it's your kid telling you they are being made fun of, you mm-hmm. know. The way you said calling, get, you know, having kids call, um, get called names on the playground, yeah. you know. So with hypervisibility, it's your kid telling you they are being made fun of because of the way they speak mm-hmm. or their natural hair looks. And with invisibility, it's your kid not ever being selected for a lead role in school plays because they are Black, so it's two different things, right? With all of this, I don't want it to in any way have an impact on my child's sense of belonging. I don't want any of my children to lose their sense of belonging as a result of that. So it's about being proactive. It's me acknowledging the impact the society that Mm -hmm. is predominantly white can have on my children who are Black. And thinking about, you know, it's just me thinking about what I can do to help. Mm-hmm. As children, they are also going through identity as black kids, you know, and the new culture, uh, going through the identity. So, but then how do I make it easy for them? You know, so was this the same realization for you as well? Oh, yes, um, absolutely. For the most part, as a mom, you want to be that mama bear protect your children and mm. coming here was like, oh, these kids are going to, through these things and we don't feel prepared um, to take care of them or to guide them. Um, for me, when we moved here and my kids started going to school and making friends, um, I quickly noticed that their childhood real- realities are like unique, like mm. way different from what mine was. So I didn't yeah. feel prepared to dig into my experience to help them in certain aspects. 
they were going through experiences that I never had to, for example, racism. At mm. first, I tried to control the situation by always, you know, letting out that mama beer and just mm. confronting it and taking it by the hand. But at some point, I realized that the issues were just not surface level. They were also systemic. Mm-hmm. So as an individual, you cannot fight the system. Right. And my approach was going to wear me out if I continued to go on that way, like showing up at the school or showing up at the playground and doing that I kind know. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided that it would also like have counter effects for my kids because nobody wants to fight every day, right? No. So I came yeah, to the conclusion draining. that it's draining to always mm-hmm. be in that confrontational place, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I came to the conclusion that mm-hmm. my kids in fact, have to be bracelet. Maybe a little bit more than other kids. As Black kids, um, they have to be more prepared and you yeah. know, just develop that skill of resiliency because I will not always be there to step in when they yeah. come across yeah. um, such situations in their day-to-day yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree, I agree. They they have to be resilient. Mm-hmm. You'll not, oh, we, yeah. I mean, we as parents will not always be there. So let me share what... I'm doing to handle mm-hmm. the situation. So, number one, yep. I constantly teach them to be proud of who they are, proud of where they come from. I tell them about oh, their yeah. ancestry. Oh, Me and yes. my husband, we tell them a lot about Black history, right? Um, another, se- the second thing, another thing mm-hmm. which is uh, that we do is that because there is that risk of losing that sense of belonging, I'm always seeking opportunities and spaces where we have a sense of belonging, surrounding oh, yes. and curating a space where they experience love. I mean, Absolutely. if not for this lockdown, mm-hmm. we should have our, you know, big <laughs> summer parties and <laughs> all know. that. You know, you know, those types of spaces where they can see their own kind of uh, yep. people, right? So yep, it's those types of spaces that I'm talking about. Then mm-hmm. another, the, the third thing I was say I do or I'm also you know always doing is I also talk to them a lot about the need for self-love how that is very important in accepting who they are and I find that this helps with building their confidence okay oh yes now as they get older I plan to have them attend black history camps I heard about uh, things mm. there's you know there are camps like that Sounds so that they can yeah I, I was surprised when I found that there was something like that wow. so it's something yeah. I'm looking forward to having them participate mm-hmm. in you know uh, so that they can learn more about mm-hmm. our history as black people because you have I mean, to like consciously might... immerse them in that culture right oh yes I mean it might not be with you know be specific to our ethnicity mm-hmm. but then they are able to learn more about their race as black people. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of, that's the kind of experience I'm looking to have them exposed to. So another thing again is I want to provide them with the unadulterated truth, you know, of everything as it is that is going on. So for example, I mean, not like mm-hmm. I'm trying, you know, or hoping um, for anything bad to happen. But I plan to prepare my children for, you know, how they are able to relate with the police if for some oh, reason yeah. they have such an interaction, you know. Sad put your but hands true. On a, yeah, sad but true. Put your hands on the dashboard. Don't say anything. 
you oh, know, yeah. so that your hands are sane, you're not, you know, all that stuff. Yep, yep. Right. Um, then again, mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts about people who grew up in this society as black immigrants and a lot of podcasts about black parenting, you know, especially people mm-hmm. who are doing that in this society yep. um, and this region. I also love to read books a lot. Um, some cool mm. books that I will recommend are The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas and Hello, Naturally Angie. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Naturally Me by Chris, Crystal, I think it's Chris, Crystal Swain Bates. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so there are a lot of hidden gems in books and uh, reading right. these books, you know, did give me a lot of um, an idea of, um, you know, what kids here are facing or could be experiencing. Mm. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm practically taking notes. I'm going to look for uh, that <laughs> book by Crystal Swainbait. But I really mm, love uh-huh. Angie Thomas. I listened to the audiobook and it was really, really eye-opening yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good stuff. Now, for me, my kids are still young. Uh, but here are some of what I'm doing as well as in addition to some of the things Yvonne has mentioned above. Um, I have learned to control my instincts. You know, that first reaction of, you know, trying to shield or protect my kids from getting getting hurt. Um, mm-hmm. It's a natural human reaction, but now I Especially allow when them. it's your kid, right? It's your kid. You just want to hug mm-hmm. them and protect mm-hmm. them from all mm-hmm. the evil in the world. Mm-hmm. It's natural, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. We're, we're, we want to prepare them for what's already out there that we cannot control. So the only thing we can control is within our, you know, circle of influence, which is to right. teach them and, you know, um, allow them to be exposed to that as early as possible so that we can, you know, step in and teach them exactly what to do, what to say, how to handle those difficult situations. Mm-hmm. So I allow them to handle it within their means, not necessarily that I'll throw them to the wolves, but um, I believe that children learn from interaction and they do get stronger and more confident when they they are exposed to it, they encounter mm-hmm. setbacks, and then they discover that they can deal with it. They get empowered. Um, when my children experience setbacks, I basically, you know, make sure I consciously have that conversation. You know, what has happened? Yeah, How has that made important. you feel? Oh, yes. And, and then we go a step further to discuss how we may handle things differently when they, when they happen. So it's being in touch with them on a day-to-day basis, talking with yeah. them after they've gone to school, understand, like even the stories they would have ignored. Once they've mentioned it, you use that as a learning point to teach them, okay, this is what happened. This is how it made you feel. This is how we will handle it differently so that, you know, they are equipped. And um, in addition to that, I try to model that in my own life as well. Like when I experience things like maybe at work, I come forward and discuss about it, how it made me feel. This is how I handled it. You'll be surprised how kids learn from that. And then you see mm-hmm. them, you know, acting it out based on what you have modeled to them for them. Yeah. I'm always advocating for like family and social educational experiences that are respectful, reflective, and sensitive to cultural diversity. Like if they're having like, things in school, I can just call up the, the principal and be like, oh, can we also include this as this is part of our culture and that kind of thing. I'm always prepared to correct and or confront individual. Like I said earlier, I'm allowing them to be out there, but sometimes you as a parent need to confront those um, situations, especially when it's institutional or 
systemic yeah. um, prejudice or discriminations, especially like in school, in the medical systems. I mean, it's hard to describe, but you once you experience it, you would know. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's up to us to continue to stand up it to such situations when my child or any other black child for that matter experience it. I've come across a very educational and insightful paper. Just one second while I um, just, I need to put the name of it so that you all kind of understand what I'm referring to. Um, the paper is APA Tax Force on Resilience and Strength in Black Children. And it's titled Resilience in African-American Children and Adolescents. Mm. For anyone looking to explore and understand this topic even more, my findings from this paper have reinforced my belief that resilience is in fact an important life skill for us as Black parents to consciously teach our kids as they develop. Um, I believe the more information we equip ourselves with as Black parents, the more prepared we are to better support our kids' uh, developmental needs in this aspect. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, um, one article I'm going to find. What did, what did you call it again? It's um, APA, it's by uh-huh. APA, Resilience in African American Children and Adolescents. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll find that. I'll find that. I also like um, how you you put it about acknowledging, you know, when you were talking about um, when the kids go through something, you want to make sure you talk things through. It's yep. it's about acknowledging the feelings, you know, of those oh, yes. children and making them, you know, sort of agreeing with them that you know your experience. I know you are experiencing mm-hmm. this, and it's mm-hmm. your feelings are valid, mm-hmm. right? And um, we can work things out. We can yep. find a way to resolve this together. You know, yep. I'm here as your parent. I see you. I know this is happening to you. And right. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm standing by you, right? Instead of diminishing or, I mean, oh, yes. no matter what, I don't, we can, we cannot undermine the whole, you know, situation, right? That right. these kids are experiencing what they are experiencing as Black kids. So, yeah, but then it's important mm-hmm. that our children see the bright side of every experience, right? If it is, oh, yes. I mean, even if it was a negative one, I see we're gradually mm-hmm. running out of time. But uh, as we round up this episode, I'd like to say that no matter what, our kids have to be able to stay mentally healthy and happy despite all of this noise. Fact is, even though the aim is to get to a realization that... Mm-hmm. Uh, we are more alike than we are different. I still want to make sure as a mom, I'm not just hanging around on the sideline, but instead oh, yes. I'm very much at the center of where it's happening. So like you said, calling it out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's one of it. Be at the center of where it's happening. Don't just be on the sideline. No. I mean, that's my my two cents. Yeah, we have you to know, hold this their hands. Thing. Yes, oh, yes, yes, we have to. Anyways, one step at a time, my people. Yeah. As usual, <laughs> this was explosive. Yeah, and it's always great to be in your company, girlfriend. Did you have any Thank takeaways you. you wanted to share? Oh, this has been a, a fun topic. Thanks for chatting, Mama. Um, I would like to share a quote by James Baldwin. Um, he's one of the 20th century's greatest writers, and in this case, 
I quote, children have never been good at listening to their elders, but they have never failed to imitate them. So um, basically model <laughs> what you want them to learn. You know, don't be afraid to let them see you go through those emotions and watch how you deal with it. So, so if I was going to rephrase um, James Baldwin's quote, it would be, do as I say, don't do as I say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> no, He's don't do that. To James Baldwin, don't listen to <laughs> James Baldwin is, is yeah. a great writer. I think I'll go with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was He's so funny. Great. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you have all enjoyed this show. Uh, please connect with us on our website, teatimeonthehills.com. Please refer mm-hmm. to the show notes. We'll put everything we have mentioned in there with the resources mentioned on this episode for more amazing topics please go ahead and subscribe like and share with a friend and we'll see you all in two weeks bye bye